Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. Hey, what's going on? It's Johnny King, and welcome to a new year. It is the first full week of January 2021. So many people are grateful to see 2020 in the rearview mirror. I honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll put on record here, I just don't, as crazy of a year as it was, and I see this so much on social media as it relates to either 2020 or a presidency or whatever the case might every single year around the end of the year, I see so many people be like, oh my God, this was the worst year ever. I'm so excited for a new year. Let's turn the chapter, turn the page on this year. Part of me wonders if, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. If, if the, the, that type of kind of attitude or thinking that I believe is somewhat kind of below the line, which is kind of feeling like you're a victim or you are, you know, controlled by your circumstances or how horrible the world is. Don't get me wrong. It it was not an easy world, not an easy year uh, in, in many regards for a lot of people in 2020. And yet, at least speaking for myself, and I'm not to, this is not like tooting my own horn, they were certainly extremely, extremely difficult times. But there were also a lot of beautiful moments. And so it's just kind of whether or not you want to look at, I mean, you don't have to look at one over the other. You can certainly look at both. But I, but I think there's something to be said about being able to look at a year like 2020 and look at what did you take away from it? What did you learn from it? Um, because for me, one of the beauties of of having a time like nothing else we've ever experienced in terms of like the pandemic, especially in like March and April and May when we were essentially in lockdown was that I had no distractions. It was really, really nice from the standpoint of like those couple months I was just, I was dialed in. I was uber productive. And yet when, when we started coming out of the lockdown, let's say I, I found myself being a lot more distracted by coffee dates and haircuts and going to the dentist and grocery shopping. And however, I eliminated some of those things because of what I experienced during the pandemic. So I haven't grocery shopped all year. Uh, I literally got groceries earlier this morning through Instacart. And I'm like, oh, it's just the new way that I grocery shop. I don't even waste an hour going to the grocery store when I can pay 10 bucks a month to get free delivery on, you know, bringing my groceries to my front door. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, I've gotten more deliberate about, you know, scheduling time with buddies for coffee or, you know, I just literally got off a phone call with a coaching, coaching client about an hour ago. And we were talking about how he just has to work so diligently this next couple of days to get this new pattern instilled, which is like to protect your morning so that you don't just, you know, walk in and the, or wake up and the first thing you do is bust open your email or your text messages or your social media. It's just so easy to go there. I totally get it. 
because uh, I've done it too, and I still do it from time to time. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's one of the things I'm up against the most, but I really feel like it, the, the, I guess the basics to productivity and, and really building a life or even just a day in which you feel proud of yourself at the end of it is to get the things done in your day that allow you to feel that sense of pride and allow you to feel like you've made some progress, right? So many of the guys that I work with on a day-to-day basis are really focusing on, I say time management, but it's not just time management. It's like energy management. It's um, it's like directing their focus on the things that they need to focus on rather than focusing on how they're not achieving so many things or they're coming up short. Okay. So in in I've mentioned previously that I've read and and am rereading the book Essentialism by Greg McKeown. McKeown? McKeown? However you pronounce it. And there's a part in it uh, that I was listening to that I bookmarked because he was talking about uh, an Australian nurse. Um, I think her name is like Bronnie Ware, something like that. And she cared for people in their last 12 weeks of their lives. And so she started recording a lot of their most discussed regrets. And this is no surprise. We've probably all heard these things before, right? But at the top of their list, as he says in his book, is that they wished they had had the courage to live a life that was true to themselves, not the life that others expected of them. Now, that is kind of what I felt when I finally made a massive deviation Deviation? Uh, Yeah, a massive change of direction, uh, if you will, in my life around 30 years old when when my life kind of, you know, the house of cards, (laughs) one of those cards on the the foundation was pulled out and all the other cards tumbled down on themselves uh, when I was 30 years old. And I started to really ask myself the question of like, was this even the life that I ultimately wanted? Because like, how did I even get here? I kind of had just gone through the motions following the whole go to school, get a good education, to get a good job, to find a a great partner, to get married, buy a house, get a dog, have kids, live happily ever after, right? And yet when a lot of that stuff kind of uh, blew up in my face, I was like, was I all that all that much really enjoying my life? I really wasn't. And so as the world continues to kind of like increase in not only pace, um, but kind of increase in, I guess, uh, how quickly things change, it can be hugely overwhelming. And I just find myself naturally wanting to not necessarily bury my head in the, sh- in the sand because I know that's not healthy at all, but just to pull back and to focus on only that which is essential. <laughs> and isn't it funny how during the pandemic, you know, they were allowing only the essentials, those people that were quote unquote essential to work, you know, and yet at the end of the day, it's as if we're saying some people are essential and some people are not. And there's businesses out there that are failing because the government has told them they had, they have to close down. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty rough. Uh, I'm not going to lie. And yet just really got me thinking about like, what else is it in my life that is essential and what isn't? 
Okay. So that's, that's a lot of what I do in my work, not only for myself, but in, in, you know, my coaching business is helping people really get into the nitty gritty of, of their lives, you know, because as Greg says in his book, it's, it's, you know, it requires not just, this is verbatim. This is out of this book. He says, this requires not just haphazardly saying no, but purposefully, deliberately, and strategically eliminating the non-essentials and not just getting rid of the obvious time wasters, but cutting out some of the really good opportunities as well. Because sometimes if you have too many opportunities, and I felt like this too, you almost have so much choice. You're like, there's so much good opportunity, you don't even know what to choose. And so it's like you get choice fatigue or choice overwhelm. And so he says, instead of reacting to the social pressures pulling you in a million directions, you will learn a way to reduce, simplify, and focus on what is absolutely essential by eliminating everything else. And that is, I mean, his book kind of touches on the very thing that I do in my day-to-day, which is like, okay, you can read a book. And that's why I feel like I've, I've created the business that I've created because, man, you can read a book, you can listen to this type of podcast, but you can go to a seminar you can download a free PDF at the end of the day, for the most part, the most powerful and productive investments that I've made have been in coaches who I am paying money to, thus I don't want to throw that money away, and then they've made me do the work, you know, so they give me assignments like, hey, between, the, you know, between now and our next call, you need to do X, Y, Z. I'm like, I got it. All right, I'm doing it. And so it's like a hand-holding process. It's like a mentor. It's, it's someone who is watching me, quote-unquote, playing on the court, and then we're going back and analyzing, quote-unquote, game tape, how I've produced during the last week or two between you know, our, our previous calls, looking at what's working, what's not. Otherwise, I feel like, again, if we're just doing it ourselves, um, the, the time of progress and evolution is so much slower than working with someone. And that, and I, I have likened that to, you know, working out with a, a workout partner in the gym. Like you are always, always, always going to push yourself harder and get more, bigger, faster, greater results working either with a personal trainer or a workout partner or in a class than you would if you were left to your own devices. There are few, few people... And those people, you know, they have great results who are just really motivated in that area, let's say in the gym, or who are really, really motivated in business or really, really motivated in their relationship. And the rest of us who aren't really as motivated, but we still want it, you have to create greater leverage. You know what I'm saying? So for me, as I was telling my client today, man, I'm just finding myself stripping away more and more and more of the non-essentials. So... Like, what happens if you don't organize your clo- your closet? <laughs> your closet continues to accumulate more and more clothing, more and more things. You probably don't wear 80% of the clothing that's in your closet, right? So I've just created a process or, you know, a, a, a ritual, if you will, over, you know, just like at least once a year to go through my closet and kind of ask, like, <laughs> when was the last time I wore this? Uh, I ask questions like, does this, it goes to that, I forget what her name is, um, the, the Art of Tidying Up, whatever that book is, right? And her question was like, does this item spark joy? 
um, for me, it's like, does, does, will I, will I even miss this thing? You know, as I've been organizing my garage, organizing my closet, organizing my house, like for the most part, all these things that pile up, I don't think about them at all. And if they were gone, I probably wouldn't even miss them. So I throw it out on my phone. I just got a new, you know, I got the, one of the iPhone 12 minis, like I used to have the big ones, the big freaking pluses, you know, six, seven, eight plus phones, and they were massive. And now I'm like, you know what? I don't need it because all it does is kind of tempt me into watching more movies on my phone or I'm not really a gamer, but I've seen a lot of, you know, my nephews or nieces or whomever playing a lot of games on their phones. So what is it that you do with your phone? So for me, I've gone through over the last uh, two weeks over the holidays I eliminated every app that I don't use, which is pretty easy, at least on my iPhone. It it automatically does that in my settings. I set it to where if, if I haven't used it in a while, it just kind of keeps it, keeps the app on my phone or keeps the icon on the on the phone, but I had to have to like re-download it from the iCloud. Any of those apps that I needed to re-download, I just deleted. Um, and so I want to keep my apps to maybe like 30. I really don't use that many apps. If you really look at it, you probably use consistently probably like 10 apps, right? So what is it there? You know, what is it in terms of your nutrition? Because you probably eat a lot of the same stuff. What are the things that are really feeding you? What are the things that are really, you know, working against you, right? So I don't know. I, I, that's my thoughts in terms of just kind of thinking about dialing in your life to, to focus on what is essential in your life and getting rid of all the other junk. Because I think in 2021, if you really, really want to, you know, live a life and live, you know, live out this year in a way that really makes you happy and proud, you have to cut out all the the fluff. And like he says, even cutting out some of the really good opportunities, you have to know when to say yes and when to say no, even if they're great opportunities, but a yes would take you further away from something you really, you're already on, you know, the, the path that you're already on. Maybe you can do, maybe, maybe saying no is not no, but just not now to an opportunity, right? Otherwise you get so many, gosh, so many things in your life um, that just distract you. And so I've noticed too, a lot of times, you know, a lot of the programs that I've invest in, and I've even said it myself, um, oftentimes kind of eliminating things down to your top three to five priorities. Okay. But of course, then I read that book, The One Thing. And even in essential, Essentialism here, this book, he talks about the word priority was added into like the English language or in like the 1400s. And for 500 years, it remained singular. Like, what is your priority? Your one thing. Your one thing. It wasn't until the 1900s that they changed it to, um, I'm sorry, did I say plural? I meant singular. They changed it from singular to plural to where they started saying, okay, what are your priorities, right? And yet then we can have (laughs) 10 different priorities, which is ironic because then we are, we have no priority at that point. We're all so scatterbrained. So for me, at least with, with my coaching clients, with myself, I'm really focusing on what is that one thing that I could accomplish tomorrow that would really 
allow me to feel proud of myself and that I, you know, move the, the ball down the field just for tomorrow. And so I ask you to do the same thing. Really focus, like if you had to do only one thing tomorrow, or depending on what time you're listening to this, if this is early morning, what's the one thing today or tomorrow that would really move your life along? What is that essential one thing? You know, and not be so attached to it because maybe you think, oh, it's definitely this one thing. But then when you think about it, like, I don't know, actually, is that really it or am I just kidding myself? So that's my one challenge to you. What is that one thing? If you focus on that one thing, I guarantee you, if you were consistently doing that throughout the year, you'd get so much more done than if you had three to five or five to seven, seven to ten different priorities that you're really focusing on. You know, yes, I know we have different areas of our life. We have personal and professional, our health, our relationships, our spirituality. But on a day-to-day basis, you can focus on one thing. And when you get that done, you can think, okay, what's my, what's my next one thing? Rather than having this huge you know, list of priorities that just allows us to kind of spin aimlessly, <laughs> not knowing exactly where to put our time and what, what to kind of focus in on. So anyways, I digress. But I appreciate you always listening. I want you to have an amazing rest of your day. And until then, we'll talk soon. Take care. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something that I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback, and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at Johnny King, Facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.